Welcome to a Satisfied Mind podcast, the show for and about people who are curious and passionate about having a positive impact and leaving this planet and each other better than we found it. My name is Mikey Ellis, a former teacher, recovering life coach. I'm a food, wine, and life enthusiast, and I'm a student of human behavior. Each episode, I'll be sharing some lessons learnt from adventures in the personal and spiritual development world and stories about why we do what we do, as well as interviews with fascinating and inspiring people who are leading lives of meaning and purpose. People who, like you, uh, are winning and losing, succeeding and struggling and wondering, and most importantly, people in the game. We might even share practical tools and strategies you can use to live a life filled with love and a little magic. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Now let's get this show on the road with our very first episode. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the very first episode of this podcast. Big thanks to myself. Uh, That's a bit weird, but thanks to myself for the intro. Uh, it is a bit weird, so I may as well start by introducing myself and I'll then give some context as to why this podcast came about and my intentions for it. And I'll then perhaps talk a little bit about what to expect and what kind of content and conversations I'll be sharing. But first and most importantly, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to say thank you for listening Somewhere on the internet, you saw me post a link to this. You were curious enough to click it, open up Spotify or whatever it is you're listening to this on, uh, and you've dedicated some time and your attention to listen. That's an act of trust that I don't take for granted. I appreciate that. So thank you for at least being curious enough to want to see what this is all about, and I'll get to what that is in a minute. Uh, It's important for me to acknowledge that, however, uh, as I'm really aware of just how much information we have available to us right now. And it's not just available, it's literally being shoved in our faces. We are being shouted at, manipulated and coerced into clicking and reading and watching and listening and buying and sharing, commenting and liking. It's overwhelming and I reckon it's dangerous if we're not consciously aware of what it is we're consuming uh, and how and why we're engaging. It's one of the things I love about podcasts is that you get to choose the conversations you want to listen to and it feels a lot more intimate, like you're having a conversation with someone as opposed to shouting at each other across a noisy, crowded room. So again, thank you for choosing to be a part of this conversation. And that's exactly what this is, or what this will become. It's a conversation between you and I. I'll be talking as though I'm having a conversation with you, and of course, I'll be having conversations with fascinating people in person, hopefully, before too long, uh, about why they do what they do, and what a satisfied mind means to them. Which brings me to the name of this podcast, A Satisfied Mind. It was so hard to settle on a name. I had dozens, and to be honest, it was a convenient excuse to procrastinate in getting it done. But I kept coming back to this one. It's the name of a song that has come to mean so much to me. 
Uh, I, caught, I did some research, and according to the Song Facts website, this track was originally written by uh, two blokes, one called Red Hayes and the other Jack Rhodes. Hayes explains the origin of, of this song in an interview, and he says, I quote, The song came from my mother. Everything in the song are things I heard her say over the years. I put a lot of thought into the song before I came up with the title. One day, my father-in-law asked me who I thought the richest man in the world was, and I mentioned some names. He said, you're wrong. It's the man with a satisfied mind. End quote. This song has been recorded by so many artists like Johnny Cash, uh, Bob Dylan, Joan Baez, Willie Nelson, but it was when I first heard it back in 1998 on Jeff Buckley's release, um, uh, Sketches for My Sweetheart, The Drunk, which was released after his death. Uh, It literally took my breath away for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it's how it was sung by Jeff Buckley. Like so many of his songs and recordings, it just felt so raw, so pure and so honest. Turn it up loud and listen to the, to the sighs, the little throat clearings, the, the breath in between, the tension and the release. It is just pure magic. And his guitar playing, your body moves with every note. I highly recommend you pause this podcast now, find the track, turn it up really loud and gift yourself a few minutes of pure magic. It just gives me goosebumps every time. There's a video of him playing it live too, which is well worth checking out. It's from the Knitting Factory in 92, I think it was recorded. He would have been like mid-20s. It is, check it out, it's glorious. And when you're down that YouTube rabbit hole, while you're there, there's a video of Chris Cornell doing a version of this song too. Again, that voice, it is painfully beautiful. Uh, It's the lyrics uh, and, and what these mean to me that has not only inspired this podcast, but they've been like a beacon to me, a constant reminder of what's truly important in life. These lyrics are like a philosophy and a reminder that it's never how much money we make, but it's the quality of our relationships with others. It's the quality of our relationship with ourselves that matters. And that we live in alignment with our values and act in integrity with these values. Life for me has been a constant search for meaning, for purpose, for understanding, to calm and appease this mind and perhaps one day to leave this old world with a, with a satisfied mind. And this time of isolation and quarantine has afforded me the time to think and, 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 and ponder what it is that I'd like to, to share. And, and this podcast is an outcome of that. And, this, and the ensuing conversations will be uh, an outcome of that as well. For those of you who don't know me personally, I'll give some background. Uh, and I'd like to think you know me personally. I'm, I'm really treating this, this podcast like a conversation between a couple of friends. It's, it's what I love to do most. And, and I hope that, um, that, that you feel like that's how we're communicating. I'll give you some background. I think it helps. I think uh, it's, you know, I always like to know the person behind the content or the story, the story behind the storyteller. Um, it's always the, you know, the bloopers and the director's cut that I think are the most interesting uh, when it comes to storytelling. 
So I'm a teacher uh, uh, and I'm a student. I think the two are inextricably linked. I've always been and always will be. I have an insatiable curiosity and a need to understand why people do what they do, which stemmed from being a frustrated teenager uh, and needing to understand why I felt the way I did, like most other, like every other angsty, awkward teenagers, I guess. I never quite knew what it, is, what it is I wanted to do when I grow up, and I still don't. So I've always just followed what interests me. After school, I went and studied philosophy and English at university before heading off to travel. Teaching, travel, and adventure have been consistent themes throughout my life since then. I was an outdoor education teacher. I was an expedition leader, lead, uh, taking students on adventures all over the world from China to India, Nepal, Peru, Vietnam, Morocco, Laos, and Borneo. It was such a privilege to live and work in these countries, learning from their cultures, their religions and philosophies, and sharing that with students. It is the best education. I then went back to uni and did another degree in education this time and became a teacher. I taught in the classroom for the next seven years, and I'm so grateful for that experience. The truth is, I reckon I learned so much more from my students than than I reckon I'd taught them. I think teaching is one of the most noble and important jobs there is and will forever hold teachers, good teachers, in the highest regard and respect the work that they do. It's not easy and it's so important. You only need to look at the way in which teachers have adapted to delivering classes online at this time without any fuss or or whinging or complaining, they just got on with it because that's what they do. They care about, they care most about the students and their experience and, and their students' outcomes. So it really is a selfless profession. And so next time you talk to a, a good teacher, tell them how much they matter. Uh, they really do change lives. And I guess one of the reasons I went into teaching is because I wanted to change or at least influence change, not just in students' lives, but in the system and the curriculum, I wanted to be the kind of teacher I wish I had at school and didn't. In my classroom, I introduced a personal development curriculum. We learned more about our unique learning styles. We used positive psychology methodology to inform how we designed and delivered content. I ran workshops for parents on understanding the needs of their child specific to their developmental stages and introduced meditation classes. It was a gift to work with kids and parents who really cared. I started to focus my own professional development on boys and boys' education. I could see how they were being let down by a curriculum and a system that just didn't meet their needs. This coincided with me doing... Uh, a lot of work in men's groups and retreats and circles, MKP kind of work. I also studied the diploma of coaching at this time too, which led me to coach parents and, and men on all sorts of issues from work uh, to relationships to masculinity and self-awareness and so on. Ultimately, I just want to do something good. I want you know something meaningful to help others. Oh, I really wanted to have a positive impact and, and I became frustrated with the education system. There are just there are some great teachers and some schools doing great things to meet the needs of kids today, but it is too slow to change. And the conventional education system is obsolete. And to be honest, I, I was a bit exhausted and, and disillusioned by it all. 
And so I took some long service leave and spent some time in South Australia, traveling um, up and down the East Coast, you know, indulging in another of my life's passions, which is food and wine. I was writing wine reviews at the time and writing a column for the Brisbane Times and I was lucky enough to be invited to judge at a wine show. It was at around about this time when I contemplated making a move out of teaching and just doing something else that I loved, simply because I loved it. I mean, what's not, what's not to love about food and wine? I didn't think you could make a living out of it, but you know, I was curious to, to try. Initially, I didn't, you know, it didn't seem like a smart career move, but in hindsight, it's the best decision I've made. And most of the, the best decisions I've made have been because I'm doing, I'm choosing to do what I love and because I've chosen to do what inspired me as opposed to chase the money. And so looking back, it's always worked out for the best, uh, or most of the time at least. And, you know, I've learned to trust that instinct, even if you don't see or you can't see how it ends. That's the adventure of it all, I guess. And I do love it. And so an opportunity came up to do some work with Vino Mofo, an online wine retailer who at the time were only a few years old and relatively small. I did a couple of days consulting to the founders, doing some behavioral profiling and coaching, which led to a job offer and, and a move from Brisbane to Melbourne four years uh, spent four years there in a job that I loved as head of people and culture. And that's been my focus, my passion and my professional development, my interest for the past five years or so, working with leaders in companies, for companies, to help build great company culture, to nurture great workplace culture and to design the kind of experience that brings out the best in people for people. It's meaningful work and it does impact lives and, and, I, and I really do love it. Right now, of course, uh, and where are we? May, uh, first week of May uh, 2020, there aren't many companies wanting training or workshops or culture strategy or at least with so much change happening, they're holding off on these things until you know, things settle down, uh, which they will perhaps, but not now. Uh, and this has afforded me the opportunity to reflect on what it is that I'm doing, why, you know, why I do it and what the next move will be because I don't want to go back to normal. I think our normal was broken and I think this is an incredible opportunity to look at what was working, what's not working and recreate a, a new normal. And you know, I've also been thinking about what it is that I'm doing. I've distilled what it is I love uh, to do, which is teaching and learning and sharing insights and experiences and stories and asking questions of inspiring people, smart people, wise people, interesting people, you know, about why they do what they do and how they do it. I'm fascinated by human behavior and personal development and spiritual growth. And so that's what this podcast is all about. I want to keep the episodes relatively short uh, around 20 minutes works for me when I'm listening to the podcast. It's about the time it takes me to go for a short run or a, or a walk, um, walk to work, drive to work or whatever it is you do. Of course, when I'm in conversation with a guest that I'll be interviewing, it'll be a lot longer, uh, perhaps, but I'm not too fixated on it being the same every episode. It'll be what it needs to be. And I'd love your feedback. I'd love to hear about what you'd love to hear about. I'll be sharing updates on these episodes on Instagram and Facebook and my website and, you know, all the internets. So you can contact me through those platforms. I'd love to hear from you. 
So here we go. Feels like we're about to embark on on a great adventure, the ultimate adventure into who we are and what makes us tick. What a privilege to be able to share that with you. And and I, you know, I I do mean we when I talk about this podcast. It's not going to be about me. It's about you, and it's about us. Uh, our shared experience, and I'll be focusing on the human stories, the shared experiences that we can all relate to. And so with that in mind, I say thank you again for listening. It means everything to me, and I can't wait to see how this pans out. Look, I just want to share stories about what it means to, to be human, to be a human who's curious, uh, who wants to contribute, to be a better human, a better partner, a better colleague, a better friend, a parent, whatever. Uh, whatever it is, you know, it's not whatever, uh, whatever it is that um, being a better human means to you. I really do hope you can relate to what it is I share, maybe learn something that's of value to you, and at least we'll have some fun along the way. I know I should, uh, certainly will. To find out more about upcoming episodes, subscribe to this podcast, of course, and if you know someone who you reckon might like it, please share it. And probably the best way to stay up to date with um, content is to follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's Mikey.Ellis. Uh, I'll figure out how to do show notes and etc. soon. But for now, until next time, as I figure out how to queue up my little outro music, there it is, I hope. <laughs> Let me know what you think of that too. Uh, in the meantime, take care. Lots of love. And I'll see you soon.